Destiny Church 217 podcast. Today we're hearing from Pastor Eric, Senior Leader of Destiny Church. In this message, we continue in our series, Jesus Loves. This week's focus is Jesus Loves Ministers. Pastor Eric takes time to share about ministry and shows appreciation to the Destiny Church staff. Following the message, take a look at the episode description where you can find scripture references as well as helpful links to learn more about the ministry of Destiny Church. You would please. <clears throat> and your spouse. And um where's Joey? Joey, are you here? I'm right behind you. Good. <laughs> no, you don't do anything. Miss Tracy and Ashley, uh, Kirsten, come up here. Ariel, Ariel Dearman, Kelly Brown, if she's here. Sarah Schaefer, she's here. Jill Cook, I know, is here. Levi and Beth. I'm really happy that all of you. Um, don't treat the church like a restaurant, you know? That's the consumer mentality that is um, pervasive in society today, which is, you know, if things, if things aren't right, then, you, you know, you don't tip the waiter, you don't go back, you have a bad attitude, you come in, and they're not waiting on you fast enough. And we all know that um, uh, in that environment, the church can't thrive. And so you guys get it that this is a working vessel, Right? We don't sit around and demand that people give us nice little drinks with little umbrellas in it, that we all have calluses. And that's why you know, we, we want to make sure and show pictures of what's going on in the, in the fellowship hall. That it, it just doesn't get done. It just doesn't get done unless you all do it and you guys get it. And um, uh, October was uh, Pastor Minister Appreciation Month. And this is the month of Thanksgiving. And so I want to give thanks for these people. Is your husband around? Oh, there he is. Hey, buddy, how are you doing? <laughs> he blended into the seat. Who are we missing? Are we missing it? We're not, we don't have... Uh, Levi is maybe doing offering or something? Or, okay. And, and Kelly is not here? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and you say, well, we're in the middle of a series. Yes, we are. We're in the middle of a series called Jesus Loves. And today's message is entitled, Jesus Loves Ministers. And um, these behind me, in front of you, have dedicated their lives to serving the church. And there's a few things about them I would like to point out. First is that they have a servant's heart. In in Mark, rather, 1045, Jesus said, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Um, these, these people here are foot washers. They wash each other's feet, and they wash your feet regularly. And even though, um, I don't know if you've ever thought about this or not, but just go with me to the night of which Jesus was betrayed. He was in the upper room, right? And he washed feet, and he served communion. He instituted the new, the new covenant. But who else was in that room? Judas was still in that room. 
And he already knew his, who his betrayer was. And listen to me. Come on up here, Lila. He still, look at me. He still washed Judas's feet. Just let that settle in on you just for a second. In your own life, and the people you get sideways with, and the people that irritate you. Well, listen, this was somebody that was one of Jesus' closest friends. And he already knew, but yet Jesus still loved him. That's what these people behind me do. They have a servant's heart. And they're burden barriers. They carry burdens. Now, yes, you have burdens. We all have burdens. We've got kids, we've got finances, we've got marriage, we've got all of those things. But these guys have a special burden, and that is for the flock, because they are under shepherds. And they carry a weight. They carry a weight that you don't know about. They carry a weight that is not their own. They carry a weight, and they do so willingly. In 1 Peter 5, verse 2, it says, Be shepherds of God's flock that are under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing. As God wants you to be, not greedy for money, eager to, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples of the flock. So we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't uh, carry those burdens. And that's really one of the difficult things, one of the difficult things in ministry is, uh, say, well, if I carried everybody's burdens, then I'd be trying to be Jesus, right? And a lot of pastors end up burning out because they carry way too many burdens. And it's, it's a, it's a difficult landmine to maneuver, a long road to hoe, for sure. Um, but these behind me navigate it very, very well. Because the very next verse of Scripture, verse 7 in First Peter, says this, cast all your anxiety, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. And that's what I see these, these powerful ministers behind me do. Jesus loves ministers. He loves them. For their servant's heart, number one, that they are burden bearers, and number three, that they walk in empathy and compassion. Uh, you, you may not always recognize that, you may not always see that, but I do when I meet with them regularly, that they have a lot of empathy, a lot of compassion. Otherwise, they'd cuss a lot of us out, to be honest with you. <laughs> and the good thing, they love Jesus, right? Because we all do stupid things. And to have pastors that walk with you in your life who are willing to dole out grace. And that's more than just a phrase for these because um, you have to remember, and, 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 and one of our, one of our uh, uh, underpinning, one of our uh, core values is with the measure that you give, it'll be given unto you. Right? Pressed down, shaken together. Now, that's in every aspect of life, but it also has to do with grace. And so uh, these, these ministers are very full of grace, and I appreciate that about them. And they walk in empathy and compassion. They pray for you regularly. We all do. Fasting for the flock. And it takes an emotional toll. I mean, you're in the middle of something fun and exciting, and then someone calls and tells you their deepest, darkest, horrible, most disgusting secret or they get involved in some 
family matter or whatever. It's like, man, I got enough matter. I got enough junk of my own, and now I got three other piles of junk I, I got to look at today. It's, it's not fun sometimes. And, and to be honest with you, um, nobody does this job because it's fun. Uh, they do it because they're called. Because if you're not called, you won't do it very long. That's true. <laughs> Takes an emotional toll. Because it's a sacrifice. It's made for the bride. I can tell you that these people have no time clock. And that can only mentally happen when, it, when you are... When you are motivated by empathy and compassion, which they are. It'd be like driving down the road and you see a car accident and some person bleeding out on the side of the road and you go, oh, can't do that, I'm just too busy. This is not who these people are. They answer the phone, they answer the mail, they go the extra mile, they work their eight or nine hours in church responsibilities and then they come out to the church events. They'd say, oh, I've worked a full, well, yes, we've all worked a full day. And these guys, they are amazing people. Colossians 3 says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. This is what they've done. 1 Peter 3, 8, finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love your brothers, be compassionate, and be humble. Be humble. One of the things I really, really like about these people, these people, is that they are tremendously humble. We sit around and we talk in meeting and so on and so forth, and everyone, without exception, is open to correction. And, and, and that is a very, very healthy thing without getting defensive. I think the king of all humility right now, uh, because he's in such a learning capacity, would be Devin. Devin comes in, where's Devin? Devin's over here. Devin comes in to meeting and, um, and sometimes they get a little hard on him. Like, man, you screwed that up. That wasn't good. Or why did you do that? Or, and tomorrow morning team meeting, we'll talk about how he opened the service this morning. And, and some of us say, man, you should use a little more inflection or whatever. And he says, yeah, okay, okay. You know, and, he, and he eats it. But we do, that for all, we do that for all of us. And I'll tell you, uh, that's, that's as all of us minister, that's an important character trait. I have a, a, a gentleman, a, a pastor, a friend of mine, older than me, in the ministry longer than me, who just wrote me over the weekend and said, hey, Eric, just remember, if you ever see anything in me that isn't right, please correct me. Wait a second, this guy is the one who should just sit back and, and just correct everybody else he's been at it so long but he's humble and he's genuine. This is the heart that you have on the stage behind me, and they're amazing people. Number four, they possess great endurance. Ministry can be exhausting. Ministry can be exhausting, but if love is your fuel, and the greatest of these is love, and God is love, then we should like, not get exhausted if we work from a place of rest. Let me explain. In James 1.12, it says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Hebrews 10, you need to persevere. Corinthians 16.14, encourage, encourage us, let us all do, uh, let all that you do be done in love. These guys are tireless. Yes, we get tired. 
Uh, Ryan was down here for several hours yesterday uh, working in the fellowship hall with Brian. Where's Brian? Brian is, where's Brian Cook at? He's working in the nursery right now. Of course he is. Of course he is. You want some you want you want to, you want something done? Find somebody who's already busy. Aaron was down here yesterday, a couple hours, recording stuff for the children's program. These guys are tireless. Tireless. But they work from a place of rest, number four. They have busy schedules, they have responsibilities, and they can drain you. But Jesus says this, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who labor, and I'll give you rest. See, they understand their acceptance and their approval is not because they do a good job for me or they do a good job for you. They already have their acceptance and approval. Because if you, if you come into ministry wanting acceptance and approval, <laughs> Oh, that's the funniest thing I've said all day. Maybe in a week or a month. That's crazy. And here's here's something really cool about ministry. I was sharing this with Kirsten yesterday. People that desire a ministry, listen to this. People that desire a ministry, if you're not willing to let that ministry die and just just be you, then you will always worship your ministry. I want to be a Christian, and I'm going to stand on the stage, and I'm going to preach people, and they're all going to listen to me, or I'm going to do this. It's going to be awesome. And I know I'm called. I am. I'm called. And it's going to be this, and it's going to be that. And you're loving the gift more than the giver. And if your ministry is more important to you than your relationship with the Lord, you'll never stand on this platform. You may get on a platform. Now I'm going to get preachy here just a bit. You may get on a platform because your gift made room for you. That's what Proverbs says. Your gift makes room for you. But your character isn't enough to sustain you. And so then you fall. Read the news. I said read the news. Your gift will get you there, but your character will keep you there. These people have character. And that's one of the reasons... If you, if, you, if you take a close look, they're all homegrown with the exception of the Louisiana transplant. <laughs> they're all homegrown. They know me and I know them. They've been in and out of my house. They've been in and out of my life. Married most of them. They still have yet to name any of their children after me, which it's a wound I'm getting over, but I, I, I will, I'll, eventually, I'll eventually heal. So having that as our backdrop, I'd like us to take a second and uh, show a little bit of appreciation for our staff. First of all, Hannah, I think we have photographs from our website. There's Hannah, where's Hannah? Where's my lovely pregnant daughter? Um, I would say, uh, beside myself, she's, she's been in ministry longer than anybody on this stage, well, my, my wife, obviously. I mean, she was in ministry in utero, my wife was playing piano with her when she was still in the womb. And she came, her first job was answering phones at the church. She was in large and in charge and always has been large and in charge of everything, <laughs> everything she's, I've ever asked her to do. She's done it with excellence. 
Her love for Jesus is contagious. She's a fantastic preacher, strong leader, great communicator. She leads the women's ministries here at Destiny. She had just, she had 30 women out at her house just the other night. Last night. Two two nights ago. Two nights ago. Just, Just because. For a bonfire. For more than 10 years, she's headed up our missions department. She's, she's seen hundreds, sent hundreds of people to the mission field. She's the executive director of our credentialing organization, the administrator of the School for Fivefold International. She uh, leads um, all of those ministries. She organizes the annual conference, the banquets. She's a talented musician, a worship leader. For the last seven or eight years, she's been the primary leader of all the women's encounters that just happened. She's an amazing mother of four and one on the way. Another girl whose name could be Erica. We don't know it yet <laughs> at this point, but we're, 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 or Arnie, that would be another good name. She's got a lot of wisdom. Someday she's gonna write a book and I'll buy the first hundred copies. She's a blessing to me and to this entire church. Would you put your hands together for Hannah, please? (laughs) Ryan is our uh, chief financial officer. Where's Ryan? He's there, married to Hannah. Uh, He's got a great passion to see men get passionate. If he's anything, he's passionate. I don't care if he's talking about trucks, tools, or Jesus. He's passionate about it. He has done a wonderful job of making sure that his family and their kids follow and walk with the Lord. Um, He runs the men's ministry we call the Fight Club here. He's teaching on Wednesday nights on the third level of growth track. He is all things building for us. He loves people. He loves tools, um, which is an interesting combination. Um, He's been the construction manager for this building from changing the humming. When you had your wedding reception in here, these lights sounded like gym lights. But now they're nice, beautiful LEDs. Well, how did that happen, Ryan? How did the carpet get pick. What about the paint? What about the water? What about the, how did that get fixed? How did that get fixed? What about the cement? What about Ryan? Ryan. On top of everything else he does, he's got like three jobs. Then he's got some pretty amazing people that help him. Where's Tom? Tom Hurt was, gosh, where's Tom? He was the one cutting the, there's Tom. Stand up, Tom. You don't get enough credit. Tom, you're amazing. Awesome, Tom. Thank you. And uh, Lee Binky has uh, done work down there. Corey's done a lot. There's Lee. Lee, why don't you stand up? Is Corey in the house today? What are we doing over here? <gasps> There's Kelly. Yay. Is, is Corey in the house today? Where's Corey? There's Corey. There's Lee. These guys, you know, I'll be in my office. I'll be working on something. I'll be on the phone or whatever. I'll come in. I come in just this past week. 
And I came in to give Corey a hug because he's been working like a dog. And he says, you don't want to hug me? And I said, yes, I do. And then I hugged him and I thought, I shouldn't have done that. That That was really wet. That was really wet and dirty. Soaked in sweat, cutting things out, building walls downstairs. And these guys and so many more of you have been there regularly uh, helping. And, uh, but Ryan oversees all that. He has great passion. He's a good thinker, incredibly hard worker, got a Minnesota ethic, um, a lover of people who cares deeply about relationships, connections. He's always quick to fire up the grill for any outing. So that, Ryan, I don't think we should do it. We're going to fire up that grill. We're going to serve them hot dogs. Them, them cheap hot dogs, 100 proof, 100 percent all beef wieners. That's what we're serving. Best, the best ones. Import them from Germany. I don't care, but they're going to be the best hot dogs we've ever had. Okay. All right. He always goes above and beyond. His responsibility is a blessing to me and the entire church. Would you please put your hands together and thank Ryan for all that he does. Aaron Deerman. Jeeps. Five years old, tramps in snow into my house to take piano lessons from my wife. Five years of age, he's been with me, us. Know a lot about this man. And uh, he, is a, he is a digital guru. Um, he has built and administrated all the websites that we have. Social media as well, installed, runs all the programs for these lights, for the sound, the sound system, every bulb hung by himself. Well, Ariel helped him, I think, yeah. on a Saturday or something. And the position of every light and when it turns on and when it turns off and all of anything technical, he is in charge of and he runs it well. Sets up for encounters, block parties. Oh, there's a sound system out there. Well, how did that get there, Aaron? Oh, there's music for that thing. How did that happen? Aaron brought it out. Worked all day, then sets it up and gets it ready. He's a great worship leader, as you saw this morning. He creates stage designs, sermon slides. You made these. (laughs) He's the only one that knew they were coming up here today because he has to know all that stuff. All the signage, we're going to have another 10, 10 or 12 new signs arrive for the fellowship hall downstairs that all look beautiful and match and all organized and the logos and all of those things he's built and created all of that, all the branding, and then drives bus for the homeschool academy out to, uh, and everything else. Bus driver extraordinaire, taken after his dad. Aaron, uh, great dad, great dad. Two amazing kids, Addie and JJ. Wonderful wife, Ariel. Aaron is our best to-do list guy. Meeting, Joey never writes anything down. He's got a good memory most of the time, he says. Aaron, however, everything has a, everything has a bullet next to it. And it's all prioritized by time. He knows when it has to be done, when it has to be produced, when he has to make it, when he has to send it off to the printer, when it needs to come back, all of that. And if he thinks of something that's not on his list and he's already done it, he writes it on the list just so he can scratch it off. He's diligent, thorough, quick. He 
always knows that when I ask him to do something, I want it done when, Aaron? Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> he doesn't even ask me anymore. Used to back in the day. Hey, and when, when do you want that done? I say, yesterday. So he doesn't even ask him. He just knows it's priority. And he does it. He's also our chief safety officer. He's like, we call him Mr. OSHA. So he makes sure we have safety goggles and masks and all the stuff that we need when we're working. He's a good communicator. And by that, I mean in every medium that he touches. He's a great communicator. He communicates the gospel very, very well. And he's a wonderful preacher. He's always willing to jump in and help from laying tile. Done a lot of that. Painting, organizing, executing the vision, the core values of the church. Aaron is a huge blessing to me and to this church. Would you please show your appreciation for Aaron this morning? Joey. Hi. Everybody loves Joey. You know why? He serves you. And he does it probably better than any of us. He cops a little attitude with me once in a while. But we work through that, don't we, Joey? Yeah, we do. We do. I said, Joe, he goes, I'm working on that. I said, you don't have to get short with me. And that's generally after I piled like three or four things on him, you know. I, this and then I said, well, if you write it down. We call him the administrative pastor. And we do that because he adds to the ministry, administrator. That's that word. That's what that word means. He adds to ministry. He's an administrator. He helps. So much of what we do around here would not get done if his fingerprints were not on it. I mean, he, he oversees our television program, touches thousands. I see people all over the place. Oh, you're pastor? And, I, and the reason they see me and the reason they recognize is because this man sets all of his little camera gurus back there running the cameras right now, all organized by Joey, all the, all the little cameras that are up on here, and then he takes all the little chips, and on Monday morning he's importing all the little chips, and then he's putting all the program together, and then he organizes it all, and then he takes the lower thirds, and he adds all this, and for like two days he works on the television program. It just doesn't happen. This man sits there and listens to me preach my sermon three, four times. He knows, listen to this, I'll say, hey, Joey, have I ever preached on whatever? He goes, yeah, it was uh, the first Sunday in January in year 1999. It was a great sermon, Pastor. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's got stockpiles and loads of, of, of information like that. But uh, so much of what happens around here happens because of Joey. You ever been on Encounter? If Yes, Joey has prepared everything for Encounter. Every handout, every spray-painted nail, Every, everything that goes on encounter gets there because Joey has organized it. He answers every phone call, well, most of the time. He answers all the phone calls. Texts, go to Joey. Emails, go to Joey. Snail mail, gets opened by Joey. We love Joey. He can mail merge a 1,000 letters in the morning and then go out and preach a house of fire. The man, the man is a savant preacher. You would... You say, oh, Joey's nice. If you ever have the opportunity to hear the man preach, you're going to think Rod Parsley has inhabited <laughs> the being of Joey Sims. He's, uh, he was out preaching last month. This month, you're going out again uh, to preach. So when he's not here on Sunday, he's not playing hooky. He's out ministering at other churches. 
Churches call him to come preach because he's such a good preacher. That's how good a preacher is. We're blessed to have him. He does regular teaching online for a church in Florida that you did not know. He runs perhaps the strongest connect group in the entire church, at least the longest running. He's a tremendous, tremendous blessing to me and to all of you, this church. Would you please put your hands together and show your appreciation for Joe. We have uh, uh, Miles, Miles and Sarah. Where's Miles? Why are you down there? Would you get up here, please? Get two chairs and bring them up here. Get two chairs and bring them up here. We need them up here. Thanks, Levi. Would you help, please? I mean, that's Miles. He's a very, very humble man. And uh, Miles has been with me not quite as long as Aaron, but. He's been with me and in my house enough that I had to tell him to stop wrestling when he was a kid. You're going to break something. And his amazing wife, Sarah. Yeah. He's been our youth pastor for so many years. I don't even know how many years. Been a part of ministry here for more than a decade. Our youth pastor for many, many, many years. This year he stepped out in in a big way. He, many of you know, he is also a professional barber. He does that, but now he's a full-time entrepreneur and he's running his own business. Uh, But he's remained a coach and a mentor for Devin Lee, who now leads our youth department. Uh, We still very much consider Miles and Sarah a part of our team. He led communion this morning. Um, You are coming to the Christmas party, all right? Um, uh, He uh, is, is... very much involved in, in the Slack messaging for the staff. Uh, we, we, we love them. Uh, they've been a tremendous blessing to us, this church, and has done uh, just so much um, to help grow and mature the teenagers in our church and now uh, mentoring Devin. Uh, you guys are amazing people. Would you please put your hands together and thank Miles and Sarah. Devin Lee, there's Devin, Mr. Devin, the youngest of us, I think. Yeah? Oh, yeah. How old are you, Devin? 24. How much? 24. 24. I'm like three of you. <laughs> Almost. 24. And they keep, mumbling, they keep muttering back here, he's, tell me he's single. Tell everybody he's single. Yeah. <laughs> we know he's single. A little over a year ago, it was. Listen to this story. A little over a year ago, he decided he wanted to take a step closer to the life of ministry. And my, my suggestion to anyone who comes to me and says, hey, I'm thinking about being in the ministry is don't do it unless you are called. Because if you just think this is gonna be a good idea, you'll try it, um, it just won't work for you. Now, and I actually told my wife this a couple weeks ago. I said, the best piece of advice I ever got from my pastor, Pastor Ron Callahan in Pekin, Illinois, is when I went into him and I said, I think I'm called to be, the, be in the ministry. And he said to me, Eric, if you can do anything else, go do that. <laughs> but if you can't, if you have to do this, then you might be called. That's how it all began for me. And so that was the conversation I had with Devin. And so 
We said, okay, let's, let's send him off for a three-month mission trip to Guatemala. That'll wring it right out of him. <laughs> and he came back for more, which was crazy. He said, that was great. I'm like, okay, you, you might have what it takes. And so uh, he did that, and he, he spent time with Wayne and Jenny Munson, good friends of ours. He learned a lot. Uh, in that ed- educational endeavor, and uh, we're very proud of him. So when he returned, um, he had more of a passion for ministry and life. He's a professional painter by trade, and you say, how can a 24-year-old be a professional painter? Well, everything in this building's been painted by him. The hallway's out there, the entire fellowship hall downstairs, professional-grade sprayer. I mean, you walk in, you would think we're paying $20,000 to have the fellowship hall sprayed. No, we're not. He says, Eric, I don't want to charge anything. I'm going to donate all of my time and energy over and above what I already do, and I'm going to paint the entire fellowship hall. Not expecting to be paid. I mean, isn't that amazing? Oh, that's nice. No, I mean, $20,000 would cost us pretty much. What was, the, what was the bid just to paint the hallway? $18,000 to paint the hallway out there. So he's pretty amazing. And so uh, he began working as the youth group intern, been doing that now for about a year, and uh, taking online classes, uh, Bible classes online. He's tremendously humble, as I said earlier, open to instruction, donating his time. Uh, he, he's... Uh, He's pretty amazing, and should the Lord just continue to, to pour himself out on you, you've got, got a very bright future in ministry, Devin. Don't get a big head. Don't get a big head. Don't get, remain humble. God's going to do some great things with you. Would you show your appreciation to Devin this morning, please? For all that he does. Uh, Jeremy. Where's Jeremy and Stephanie? There they are, our Louisiana, our Louisiana transplants, y'all. You're not y'all, you're all y'all. And you say, well, he's not homegrown. He didn't grow up in the church. He's not part of us. He hasn't been with us forever, forever, forever. However, uh, Hannah and Ryan met them out in California when they were in ministry school together. And that's how they came to be with us. I mean, why else would you move from California to Illinois, right? <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but they are the parents of five boys. And Ryan and Hannah now have five girls. <laughs> I don't know how that works. We're going to grow this church one way or the other. That's how we're going to do that, right? So what does it mean when you have five, five boys? It means you have a very full life. Jeremy leads our weekly prayer meeting right in here at 9 o'clock every Sunday morning. He facilitates our connect groups. He and his wife run their own connect group. They have a monthly connect group leader meeting that helps teach. Then on Wednesday nights, he's here with Ryan to help teach growth track. He loves people, but he's also a very skilled craftsman. He's done a lot of work over the Dream Center. He's done a lot of work here. He can build just about anything out of wood. You don't believe me? That entire sound booth back there was built by him. Single-handedly, pretty much. I think Aaron and I, we took a piece of chalk and we drew what we wanted on the floor. That looks about right. Okay, Jeremy, build that for us, would you? And he did. And he did. And the beautiful 
a veneer for the stage up there, built by him, built by him. Downstairs, well, a lot of this flooring is laid by him. All that vinyl, every week we see more and more of it done. It's, it's, well, why isn't it getting done any faster? Because he, he, he's got a job. And now he's down there on nights and weekends laying floor in the fellowship hall. And the thing about it is, he's a little OCD. He's just a little OCD, which is great for us. I just kidding. I just kidding. He is so meticulous is what I mean to say. Very exact. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's about three quarters of an inch. No, it's 760, 16th, 9 16th, 7-16. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cut three or four time kind of guy. Not, not Jeremy. Jeremy's exact. And he'll probably have that floor done this week. And uh, his kids' wedding receptions will probably be happening yeah, there down there in, on, on, that t- on that tile. Uh, he, he is our... He is our uh, premier crier. He is our premier crier, um, which is not bad. It's not bad. Aaron generally sucks his tears back in immediately where Jeremy lets his come out, and, and that's awesome. It's a wonderful trait. Don't change. He just finished up organizing the Halloween light party that we had on the parking. How did that happen? How do we organize? How do those games get there? He brought them out. How did all that candy get organized? He did that. He did it all. He's a pretty amazing person. He has been a tremendous blessing to this church and to me and uh, Stephanie as well. Beautiful people. Would you please put your hands together and thank them. Where's Miss Tracy? There's Miss Tracy. A lot of you don't know, don't see Miss Tracy on the regular. But this woman, this, she's like Wonder Woman. She's better than Wonder Woman. She's got some pretty amazing character traits. She uh, came to me a couple years ago. We just had a meeting this week. She came to me a couple, weeks, a couple years ago and says, I really want to start a homeschool academy. And we discussed what that was, where kids come and they learn um, during the week. And it's a pretty amazing thing, and it's just grown and grown uh, exponentially beyond uh, our uh, wildest expectations. Next year, she's adding more grades, projecting about 60 kids in our academy next year. What? Yeah, yeah. So they're going to be moving over to the Dream Center next door because we don't have any more room for them uh, when they're that size. Uh, this woman knows how to work hard. She's a hard worker. She's amazing. She's a great organizer. She's a teacher, a true lover of children. Uh, she's here Sunday mornings because she organizes down there. What's the name of your room? Preschool. preschool. What? Preschool. And nursery. Preschool and nursery. So, yeah, I'm getting so much information now. What? Okay. <laughs> she organizes the little, little kids below children's church age, right? Or, I mean, today she sent, sent out an email. I don't even know. Let me see here. Where is that? This would be under, what's the name of your group? Nursery. <laughs> that makes sense. The problem is I am the member of every Slack group ever created since Moses. Their nursery. 
little spreadsheet, little spreadsheet, who's working when, when they're, work, when they're coming in, who's got what, what week five is gonna be about, what the topic of week seven. The next nine weeks all the way through next year has already been planned out and what your kids are gonna be learning. That's who she is. She's here on Sunday mornings, then she comes back on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, next year, Friday. So six days a week. She's something amazing. Um, her calling is obvious to anyone that gets around her. She's always smiling. She has an infectious can-do attitude. I've never heard her say once when I mention, no, I don't think we can do that. She's, yeah, I think we can do that. I think we can do that. She's got a can-do attitude. She's a wonderful organizer, takes care of all the kids. She's a blessing, tremendous blessing to me and to all of you, whether you realize it or not. You may not see her on the regular, but she is a powerful minister, and would you please show your appreciation for Miss Tracy today. Now we have Miss Ashley Phoebus and her husband, Tim. Like when Ashley started doing children's ministry, it's like we got a two for one. I mean, Tim all of a sudden became like, like Tonto. You're, bat, you're, you're Robin. You're Robin to her Batman, right. You're Tonto to her Lone Ranger. We love him, love him. She's a certified full-time teacher uh, working with our homeschool academy. Um, besides working all week long with Miss Tracy at the homeschool academy teaching kids, she's constantly thinking up creative ways to teach the kids in uh, children's church. Last week, or two weeks, was the shield. And the idea of the shield of faith is also, it's not just a defensive weapon, it's also an offensive weapon. So this is why kids were running around smacking each other with, with shields as well. Today is the sword of the spirit, right? Today is the sword of the spirit. So you're all warned. All of your paper towel rolls at home will quickly turn into swords. But the kids leave with a piece of information. They leave them knowing that Jesus loves them, that she loves them, that they know that uh, this is a safe place. And it's, uh, I think right now Miss Ann is back there helping with the children. They didn't know they were coming out here today, so I'm sure she's like, I gotta get back to class. I gotta go see what my kids are doing. And all of, all of these people, they're probably thinking that, but they're not gonna go. They're gonna stay right here. She was here, as I said earlier. She was here Saturday morning. I came down, I was doing some stuff. I'm like, I came, I came into my, honestly, I came into my office and my chair was missing. You know, I'm here on a Saturday. I'm like, my chair's missing. What's that all about? Because I was gonna do some stuff down in the fellowship hall. I'm like, so I went on a hunt. I went on a hunt. And I said, no, no. I ended up in the TV production room, if you don't know. It's at the end of this hall down here. And Aaron and Ashley and a handful of little crumb crunchers, I mean children, were, were in this room and uh, they're sitting in my chair because they're recording video clips for the Christmas program that doesn't have for, doesn't have for another two months. And they're here on a Saturday making sure that that's gonna go great using my chair. <laughs> she is a tremendous blessing to this church in so many ways. Ashley, thank you. You're a blessing to me and to this congregation. Would you please show Tim and Ashley how much you love these guys? Yeah. 
Kirsten Pattengale here. She happened to be here this weekend. Um, she's been a blessing to so many of you and me as well. She's a certified credentialed spiritual director. Uh, she's a life coach. Um, she's trained in guided prayer, marital, premarital counseling, inner healing, deliverance, so many things. Um, extremely skilled, extremely talented in pastoral pastoral counseling, pastoral care. She's a wife, a mother. She homeschooled for 13 years. That right there is something. And she's a pub, was a public school teacher, not just your run-of-the-mill public school teacher. No, no, no. She had to work with learning disability, behavioral, dis, uh, behavioral disorders. disorders. <laughs> she's got some battle scars. And one of the th- reasons I really love the fact that she does what she does is because she was a pastor for quite a number of years. Was it a vineyard church? Vineyard. vineyard. She was a, a pastor in a vineyard church. And it's one thing to say, oh, I'm a counselor, and, you know, but there's, there's something in me that when someone has done what I do, they have a better understanding of what my responsibilities are and all of that. And so when she comes along and says, you know, I'm a counselor, da 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 and I was a pastor for quite a number of years. Oh, I said, oh, you sat on that side of the desk. You know how some of that un- works and unfolds. So she's a tremendous blessing to this congregation and to me personally, and I'd appreciate it if you would put your hands together for this <laughs> wonderful woman. Praise the Lord. Downtown Kelly Brown. And, uh, and Miss Ariel. Where's Miss Ariel? There's Miss Ariel. These two um, job share the custodial duties here at the church. So if you look down at the floor and say, oh, there's no crumbs there. Well, that's because they vacuumed them. Oh, and you went to the bathroom today and there was toilet paper there. That's because they minister to the Lord and, and you get in the way. They're ministering to the Lord. These, these ladies see what they do as ministry unto the Lord, to the family. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a job like, oh, I punched the clock. It was so funny. Just this morning, Ariel, this is, Ariel didn't know she was coming up here, anything like that. And I walked in today, and I was looking for the chair dolly so I could move these chairs and move them up front. And so I've got Joey on it. Hey, Joey, where's my chair dolly? He goes, I don't know. I said, well, then you should probably go find it. And you know where Joey found that? He went over to the Dream Center today for me, unasked, and rummaged through the, sorry about this, rummaged through the Dream Center until he found that thing and then brought it back. That's what Joey does. So anyway, these ladies, I'm back in the back and I'm scrambling to get chairs and, and I'm only lifting two because Aaron can lift three. And we're moving the chairs up to the front. And I noticed there's some white footprints from all the dust that's down in the fellowship hall that came through those doors. And I said, in passing, as Ariel was in earshot, I said, man, when people walk up from that basement and they got white dust all over their feet, they track it in on this beautiful blue carpet. She goes, yeah. And then I went and did something. I came back and she was out of the vacuum. There's just half a dozen white footprints back around the door, but she wanted to make sure it looked good for you this morning. You ain't got to find out with somebody that punches a clock somewhere. Kelly, I don't know, Kelly, you, you've been with me like forever. Ever. <laughs> we go way, way back. 
back to running church in the mall. Back to me meeting her when she came into work. Okay. So I have you to blame. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. But, but Kelly, uh, she's amazing. Uh, floors get waxed and buffed. Boom, she's there. She's got, the, she got the machinery to do it. We don't buy it. She, she owns it. She's got so many businesses. She's probably the only millionaire on the platform, to be, to be honest with you. <laughs> if I ever get in a financial hardship, I'm going to go dig for coffee cans in your yard is what I'm going to go do. But she's, got, she's wearing one of her business shirts right now, her, her KB Bounce Party. And she does parties. All that, and when we, which is great, when like when we needed a bounce castle for our Halloween thing, I said, "Hey Kelly, can you hook us up?" She always gives us a fantastic rate, and she's there, and she's she just does so much that you guys don't see. And same with Ariel; these ladies do some tremendous. If, it, if it's clean, it's because they did it. Light bulbs, touching up paint, vacuuming, emptying trash, dusting, buffing floors, removing stains, mopping spills. Washing windows, these ladies do it all. And um, you, you may not have known their faces or their responsibilities, but today you do. Would you please honor and recognize these two for all they do? Amazing. Over at the Dream Center, there's Miss Sarah Schaefer and Jill Cook. Jill wasn't in here when you called her, but she's here now. Jill? Somebody get her a somebody get her a chair. Oh, they got a chair down there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so that uh, that's Jill. This is Sarah, and they run the Dream Center next door. Uh, Sarah has some tremendous operational skills, grant writing, Jill's daily admin all the classes, the after-school program now that we run, um, overseeing all the volunteers, the food, the food pantry, the snacks, the, the, the clothing shelter, the food shelter, all the volunteers. Uh, these ladies are amazing ministers. Um, Side note, uh, Jill is also the, the dean of our growth. I don't know what your title is exactly. I just, I just, we had 12 students in the brand new growth track start today. And in two weeks or three weeks, we have a graduating class happening. And that's because Jill is a tremendous organizer as well. And she uh, takes care or oversees the coffee yep. corner cafe thing down there. And uh, she does a wonderful job at that. Um, and because the Dream Center, it, it's, it's not really, it, it isn't owned by us. It's not ours. It's their, their own entity. It was birthed because of you. You guys raised the money. I don't know if you remember that or not, but we raised cash, $150,000, paid cash. There's no debt over there. We paid cash. You paid cash. I, I mean, I gave too, but that's amazing. And uh, these women are here. Uh, leading something that that is very important to this community, and I want to take time to acknowledge both of them this morning for all of their work next door. Because if we don't do it, there's no other organization that's going to thank them for their ministry, right? And so it doesn't hurt us to be thankful, right? This is Thanksgiving, and it's appreciation. And so, would you please show your appreciation to these two ladies for all they do? It's pretty amazing. 
And Beth and Levi, Beth, Beth uh, helps with all the finances here at the church and at the Dream Center. Um, that's something that you don't see and you don't know that she's involved in, but she is here every week helping do all those things. And then, of course, being married to him, that's a full-time job right there. I mean, holy smokes. Levi is, is, uh, is uh, another ministry that has come from here. Uh, he is his own entity. Um, but uh, he, has, he has chosen to cross-pollinate with us here. He has a citywide ministry. In fact, he, he travels out of the state occasionally to preach as well. But he bases him, himself, his family, and his ministry here at Destiny. Daily, he's out with the homeless, at the shelters, at Gateway, teaching in growth track, running a connect group, leading and teaching the supernatural uh, prayer treasure hunts, teaches our water baptism classes, so much more. He's a preacher, he's an evangelist, he organized our, uh, he's organizes our door-hanging events for us and is the founder of very well-known uh, citywide banquet of honor, which is coming up again very soon, where he just passes out golden tickets to people and shows them the love of Jesus. Beth and Levi have been in our church's life for many, many years, a huge blessing to me and this entire body. Would you please thank Beth and Levi for all they do and how awesome they are. And finally, I want to salute my amazing wife uh, and publicly confess my deep appreciation, not for what she does, but for who she is. Uh, she's a lover of Jesus, kind, consistent, consistent like the sunrise is consistent, compassionate, a person of great intestinal fortitude, mentally strong, extremely like 4.0, smart, generous giver, hard worker. Besides being a cancer nurse, she adores her newest job, which is grandma of four, soon to be grandma of five. I'm here down here having communion in solace with my granddaughters, one on my lap, one on my arm, one sitting next to me. Grandma walks in and I'm just cottage cheese all of a sudden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, she has been my amazing wife for almost 40 years. Uh, a blessing to me and this entire church. I love you. You're amazing. Would you please show your appreciation to, to Cheryl this morning? And our final verse of scripture this morning comes from Hebrews. Chapter 13, verse 17, it says this. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you. They're gonna have to give an account. So obey them so that their work could be a joy, not a burden, for that'd be of no advantage to you. You guys are so blessed to have this team full of love and compassion a wonderful patchwork quilt. None of us are the same. We'd be the first to tell you that none of us, 
are the same. But how God has brought us together is tremendous. And so I'd ask that you'd stand with me as we pray for them. Father, we thank you that you are a God of mercy and you are a God of love, that you brought us all together in this place, not with a consumer mentality, but with a place that says, yes, this is the body of Christ. All different, but yet called. And Lord, there are people here in this congregation that do equal ministry. I think of the Matthew Project. I think of Beer La Roy. I think of so many other, those of you that do things that we don't even know about. God sees that. He appreciates that. And he's thankful. The most important thing to be thankful for is Jesus. The church is his bride. I don't know if you ever put that all together like that, but if you were to go in and see the queen, how would you treat the queen? Well, you treat the queen with honor and respect. Well, the queen's married to the king, and in the scriptural analogy, the church is his bride. The church is his queen. And so, Lord, I thank you for these ministers that have dedicated their lives to honoring the queen. And, Lord, for all of us this morning, there may be some here today that have never even put their heart into your hands. Our desire is that you would have a good relationship with Jesus. The reason we do, all that we do, is so that you would have an opportunity to know who Jesus is, because he's the best. And when you get a true glimpse of who Jesus really is, the hounds of hell could not keep you from coming closer to him, because when you see him in all of his beauty and his glory, not with what TV or media or grandma or somebody who doesn't love Jesus told you. But when you get a true understanding of who he is, you'll just give him your whole life. And if you need to do that today, today's the day. I'm gonna ask this staff to stand in these altars for a few minutes after the service. And maybe you'd like to come up and say hi to them, but maybe you'd like to come up and say, would you pray for me? Because I just need a closer walk with Jesus. This is the day that you can turn your life over to him, have your sins forgiven and have a brand new start. No more worry or fear of what tomorrow will bring because he's already in tomorrow. So if that's your heart and that's your desire, after service, come on down front and talk, talk with one of us or come down and thank one of these who've ministered to you. And so Father, today we are very, very thankful for this place, how you brought us here. Keep us clear-eyed, pure hearts, clean hands, serving you all the days of our life. In the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great day. This has been a message from Destiny Church in Springfield, Illinois. To learn more about our ministry, visit the episode description where you can find links to our website, ways to give, and more information about who we are. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.